and welcome to another edition of Sound of La Liga. It's the league's penultimate week, and at the moment we have Barcelona on top, but Real Madrid sitting pretty behind them with a game in hand. It all falls down to an absolute massive game that takes place tonight between Celta Vigo and Real Madrid. But more on that later, we have, as always, the two lads, Jack. Good evening, Gav. Jack, it's only two weeks left, Chief. I know, it's been... It's been... A long and very tiring season, but it's it's been good. It's been it's been a weird season. It's quite sad to be coming to the end of it, but a lot has happened. It has, it really has. Dan, I mean, okay, Jack, he's told somewhere with him. He he's not to play for. Jack, come on, Dan, me and you, baby. What's happening? What's happening <sighs> to me? What's happening to me? We're gonna beat. Sell, they're gonna beat them. It depends which Celta they're not, mate. I'm so nervous for it, and. They've the been before this season, so we'll say they can't, but you know me, guys, you know me, I'm uh, I'm not an optimistic. Do you know what, Dan? I'll tell you who isn't optimistic. The the mayor of Vigo is very optimistic. He's actually come out and stated that he wants, he thinks, he knows Celta are going to beat Madrid. i tell you what, I hope he's right. Don't we, uh? does he? Uh, does he have the lottery ticket numbers as well? Oh, see, 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 I'm just Jack. This is I'm talking to Dan. We're Barcelona. What are you talking about? Well, you know, obviously you can predict the future if he knows that Celta are going to beat Madrid. So you know, yeah, well, I was hoping that uh, can make a little bit, bit of money as well. Well, that's twelve to one, Jack. So always put your house in it. Guess I'll be coming to live with you then. You thought you'd be living with me, Chief. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, lads, results for Saturday. Saw Espanyol lose at home to Valencia 1 0. Osasuna beat Granada 2 1, which to me is just beautiful because that puts Osasuna ahead of Granada and Granada at the foot of the table where they should be. Alaves being Alaves lately, smashing Celta Vigo 3 1. Athletic drawing 1 1 with Leganes, which was an absolute massive result for Leganes. Real Betis 1, Atletico 1. I don't know what happened to Atleti in that match. Abar nailed Sporting won. Sporting doing what they had to do. Las Palmas won. Barcelona 4. Villarreal nil. Deportivo nil. Real Madrid 4. Sevilla 1. And La Real 2. Malaga 2. Now, there was a few games to keep an eye on this particular weekend. One in particular was, for a lot of people, the Madrid versus Sevilla. Now, it started normally for Madrid. They don't want Madrid do. They took the leads. But, Jack, let's focus on that goal. Now, let's not be, what would you say, nasty about it. Should that have been a goal? It's it's really tough. And it's incredibly harsh on Sevilla. Uh, still lacking back on it. I mean, I have no problem with a, a quick free kick being taken and actually... To to Nacho's credit, you know, fair play to him for actually thinking ahead and actually having the balls to do that because not a lot of players would actually, you know, react that quickly and end up scoring. the The biggest issue that I have with it is, um, first of all, a severe player is still actually helping Asensio up off the floor, and also the referee. So yes, the, the ref- referee, the referee. In my opinion, when when you think of a direct free kick and um, particularly one that's 
quite central and is therefore considered a shooting opportunity, you generally see the referee as being in control. So the referee blows his whistle and that signals when the, the team can then take the free kick. He's always in control of what's happening, when it's going to happen, etc, etc, etc. But in this instance, the referee had no control whatsoever. He wasn't even looking at Nacho or the ball when he ran up to, to take the free kick. He was still talk well, what seemed to be talking to the severe player and Asensio on the floor. And that's that's the biggest issue that I have with it, is that the referee wasn't even looking and actually was in the way. It was really, really harsh, but at the end of the day it kind of is legal because there isn't really any there isn't exactly a rule against taking a quick free kick. It's just really not very nice. Jack, is it a case where it's really, 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 really fucking nasty when it's against you, but when you're supporting that particular team, it's genius? Exactly. And, yeah, it's very unsportsmanlike, but it's similar to what a lot of people, um, especially in England, say about a player like Diego Costa, where his antics and trying to get people sent off and winding up, up defenders and whatnot, Every you know everyone who's not a Chelsea fan complains about it and slates Costa for it. But you know that if you had a player like that, if Costa was playing for Liverpool, for example, Liverpool fans would would love it. Well, not necessarily love it, but they they'd give him credit for it. Whereas everyone else would continue to slate him. So I think it's, it is a case like that. Yeah. And Dan, a lot of um, similarities were being made on the defence, obviously from Madrid fans, where they pointed out Messi's goal against Atleti, I think it was five seasons ago. Now, personally for me, the two free kicks were completely different. Messi was further out, a wall was being lined up, Courtois was just stuck to, his kick to the post, and Messi clearly asked the ref, can I take this bang top corner? Amazing goal, whatever. How do you, how did you see this goal, Dan? I mean, are you like I don't want to tell you what I was doing. I you know I can't. I know I know I swear a lot in this, but <laughs> tell you what I was doing. But I know I, as from what Jack was saying, like it's either genius or dirty, isn't it? It is, but I have to take my hat off to to Nacho. He's got a, uh, a big pair of cojones not to not to take the free kick kick how he did but to take a free kick over someone like Ronaldo that's the first thing like, yeah. I was like what's he doing need to miss will Cristiano want that uh, but it is mate but we're at a position where there's, there's two games left well there is for Madrid now we're three games for Madrid at weekend you do anything to win and I know mm-hmm. sometimes you don't like the, the if, you, if some people might not class this as dark arts but the dark arts of football where people are and making the most of a contact, but it's that big of a of a title race, and any any advantage you're going to get, the players going to take it. I mean, if it, were, it. Yeah, if it were, yeah, if it were a Barcelona player doing it, you, you, you're laughing, you're thinking, yeah, oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. But it's just the referee. I have to echo what Jack said about the referee. It, it just looked lost in the in the whole situation, and. They weren't paying attention to the situation. Were people getting getting a sensor up off the floor, and then it just went in and it, it just seemed to panic and run away. You know, it, it just ran away from the situation. But I think a lot a lot of that goes down to the pressure that the officials are under. We, we've been absolutely blessed with the officials and with this season over in Spain. 
Jesus. And, yeah, and I think the pressure on the Real Madrid and Barcelona players at, at the minute is immense. The, there's no room for for mistake, and that applies to the referees. They'll be feeling the ple- the pressure. And imagine if it disallowed that, and then it came out, and which a few ex refs are saying, they're saying it is it, 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 it were okay to stand. It should it is done the right mm-hmm. thing, and it's right to stand. Think of how much hammer he'd be getting from the Madrid side if he has disallowed that, ruled it out, made them take it. They don't score from it. They potentially don't win the game. The refs, I think we I think we do forget at times that the refs are under just as much pressure as some of these players. Yeah, well, you know what, Dan? I suppose when you look at it from that perspective, you have the refs. I mean, La Liga, La Liga, La Liga refs get hammered weekly and rightly so in some circumstances. Obviously, looking back at the goal, the free kick, it was beautifully taken. My annoyance was... If that had been, we say, a Clasico or a Madrid derby or even a major European semi-final, whatever, why isn't there a severe player standing over the ball? Is that, has that got, the fact that it, that happened, is that, you know, testament to Sevilla's, you know, downfall over the last couple of weeks where they're just, they're not switched on. It's, I'm not going to say they've nothing to play for, but it's just, you know, they've lost focus on the fact of what they're actually doing because you, you clearly see it. If, if anything, for the first couple of seconds of the free kick, the ref is standing over the ball. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? The ref is standing over the ball and the ref moves to the left. As soon as the ref moves, bang, natural. It, uh, bottom corner, lovely goal. Keeper doesn't know what the hell is going on. Nothing to do with the keeper. Keeper doing absolutely nothing wrong. Somebody should have been telling somebody, stand over that. Don't, because that's what they do. That's what you do see. You know, players standing over the ball. When they can see clearly they're in, you know, a disadvantage, they'll stand, they'll wait till the ref to tell them, go away. Great point what you make, mate. I think, I didn't see it at the start of the season with Sevilla when they were playing as well as they were, they were challenging for the league. But last couple of months, since, since the wheels have come off, it seemed to be a lack of leads on the pitch. And it's something I'm not, I, when everything's going well, you don't seem to see it. I don't seem to notice it, but I think of the Leicester second leg away at uh, away at Leicester, they seem to lack strong leaders. And added to the fact that there's nothing to play for, that the season's finished for them, they've, they've got the Champions League spot, well, fourth place. I just think that they don't look arsed. A lot of the players don't look arsed. And I know it's a big claim to make that a professional doesn't look like they're bothered about doing the job, but at the edge of the box... With the attacking players Madrid have got, you do everything to make sure they can't get no advantage. And now they've just stood, walked away, turned their back. I think when I watched it back, there were a couple of players who seemed to walk. I might be wrong on this, but I can vividly remember him walking with the back to the ball. You know, you, mm-hmm. you don't do it, do you? And that could be the difference between, well, one of the differences what stops Sevilla getting to the level that it looked like they could at the start of the season. Just little, little things in games where, Barcelona and Madrid will, will, will do that. You know, Busquets would be there, Casemiro would be there, whoever it is would, would stop that. But a bit disappointing, mate, really, to be fair. I know, but look, I suppose, to Montiel, Jack, we take, okay, as a, to echo what Dan was saying there, 99.999999999% of times, the free kick taker is Ronaldo. Was it the case that the severe players are going, right, lads, usual story, let's just... 
get into position so Ronaldo hits it over the bar or whatever. It's that not testament to Nacho to go, you know what, fuck this bang. Take an initiative. Because I know, like, as a Barcelona fan, you're going nuts, but try not to be unbiased, try to be actually looking at it from a footballing perspective. It was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. He done what he had to do. He says, you know what, I'll chance my arse here. Go away, Dean. Brilliant. Yeah, I can't really argue with that. It was really impressive, quick thinking from Nacho and something that more broadly has set Madrid apart from, from the competition, not just in La Liga, but in in Europe as well. Um, Dan was saying that there's a lack of, of leaders in Sevilla. I think it extends from a lack of leaders and it's more a lack of players willing to, to use their initiative and actually step up. Whereas this Madrid side, almost every single player with, you know, pr- probably the exception of Danilo and Contral, but every single player there feels like they have a voice and that they can step up and they all can kind of lead the team, not necessarily in the conventional way that you see a leader, but they, they, you, they think for themselves and take the initiative, despite there being, you know, Hammers on the pitch, Ronaldo on the pitch. Like Dan said, if Nacho misses that, or the referee rules it illegal and is, forces them to retake it, he would get slaughtered. But he was willing to take that chance. And look, let's take nothing away from the goal. Put Madrid one up. The scoreline four one. Based on the first half performance, Navas was absolutely ridiculous in goal. Absolutely fantastic. Some of the saves. Sevilla had no complaints. They didn't put their chances away. Ronaldo got to get the second. Uh, Stefan Jovic gets one back for Sevilla, but. Ronaldo gets an awful lot of stick throughout the world constantly on a weekly basis for him being whatever. People just have this ignorant opinion of him, whether they're Messi fans or Bohort Barcelona fans. But you take absolutely nothing away from Ronaldo's second. That is just, you know, if you want to win a game, if you want to put a game to bed, that's how you do it. The second goal was just perfect, wasn't it, Jack? Yeah, it was a hell of a, a, hell of a finish. And. Zidane has managed Ronaldo really well this season. It's really been one of of his key strengths, um, particularly come March, April, May, the latter parts of the season where generally you need players like Ronaldo to be at their best and to be decisive. And the fact that he's kind of accepted this, Ronaldo has, and he's, he's realised that he can't play every minute of every game season you know season after season like he used to because his body can't cope with that anymore so we've seen him miss what is it the last four away trips in the league he hasn't traveled mm-hmm. with the squad at all last last time he played an away league game was against athletic bilbao obviously that's going to change um when they play salta this midweek but that kind of gives you an idea of how zidane has managed the team and it's kind of enabled ronaldo to to rediscover himself a little bit because we've seen a few little glimpses recently where he's kind of looked like the the vintage Ronaldo where he would uh, go out to the channel and take people on and actually have still have the legs to to beat players whereas kind of last season and probably even earlier on in this season as well you were thinking that you were never going to see that from him again that he was going to going to become a 
kind of as you were true number nine and just be a, a lethal goal scorer. But he he's shown that if you do manage him correctly, he can still do both at least for the time being. And Dan, just to finish up, uh, Game Balagay, a lot of people have different thoughts towards him. I think Game's absolutely brilliant. He's been brilliant for Spanish football for many many years. He he's come out and stated that Ronaldo was the best number nine in the world. Now, when you look at number nines in today's football, you have the likes of Suarez, Lewandowski and Cole Cavani. Is he? Is Ronaldo really the best number nine in the world? If you just put it down to goal scoring, yeah. Now, I know he, he has a lot of shots and he does take a lot of, uh, a lot of shots, but his finishing Dan, is that good. Dan, is that, num- is, is that what a number nine is? See, again, with the, all this tactical numbers and all, blah, 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 blah. Is, is, a, is a number nine predominantly a goal scorer? Yeah, but I think now we've come to expect a little bit more. I think we've, we'll look at Suarez. On his day, I think Suarez is unbelievable. And it does more than just score. His pressure on the centre-halves is, is such an uh, annoying play. You can tell that the centre-halves will just hate marking him just because his antics and I will put pressure on the back line. I'll, sometimes he'll go wide. But if you're just looking at a, cent- a number nine to score goals, Ronaldo hands down the best. His head in, with his eye, yeah. his... his the di- the power, the accuracy he's got with his head in is brilliant. His reactions to any loose ball in the around eight yards out. But in a team like Real Madrid, if he's to play that number nine position for for the foreseeable, will he have to do more than just put the ball in the net? And I know that sounds daft because he does it a lot. No, 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 no. I think I think you're onto something there in the in regards that what does Ronaldo now become Raul? Mm. Is, is he is he afforded that luxury of just being you know yeah go on just just be there and score especially the way modern football has gone I don't think Madrid can afford to look I'm not having a dig on Ronaldo Ronaldo's Ronaldo greatest goal scorer in my lifetime it's just does he does he do it next season can he do it the season after personally I don't think so but look we we'll leave that there. Real Madrid. Well, I, I've just got one. Oh, last point. Got Sorry, Jack. <laughs> one last thing uh, from this game is the fact that okay, this isn't the the severe side from earlier on in the season, especially when they beat um, Real Madrid in the league back in January. But they're still a decent side, and the fact that Madrid were able to rest Benzema, who didn't play at all, Isco, who didn't come on. Modric and Casemiro who came on quite late in the second half and still win so comfortably yeah but you say comfortably Jack well, fair the first, the first half the first half the, the first half, half was right, let's 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 tra- let's <laughs> take that first half away from the Bernabeu and put it in the Sanchez piece one for me Sevilla are well on top do you think so? oh easy I, mean, I, I honestly, even thought, even I honestly they... thought Sevilla were I thought Sevilla were the better team in the first half even though they had a lot of very good chances. Well, they hit the, we, hit the crossbar. Yeah, hit, the hit, the, hit the woodwork twice. Navas um, pulled off two sickening saves. But that's kind of summed up Sevilla right throughout the season. Or could you say it summed up Madrid? Well, um, probably both, really. You know, we've seen even back when Sevilla were playing incredibly well and they would attack relentlessly 
because they lack a really clinical number nine, they still didn't, you know, they wouldn't score that many goals for a team that attacks as much as they did. So I, I think that probably still would have uh, would have ended the same way. Probably not as comfortably, but I still do think Madrid probably would have ended up winning. That's great. Jack, do you mind if we move on to uh, Barcelona? Oh, no, no, no. Feel, feel free. <laughs> feel free. Go on. Ah, no, 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 no. You no, deserve it. Las Palmas won Barcelona 4. Dan, Barcelona just do what they have to do. I mean, they were pretty impressive. Neymar having one of his better games of the season. Oh, you know, there's not much that can be said about this game. Las Palmas are basically, as Jack has said in recent pods, they're just they're not there. The season is over. It was never going to be anything other than a Barcelona win. It weren't, mate, but... I'm going to have to try and be impartial here and say it could have been different with a decision what Barcelona got in their favour. Yes, didn't you? Yeah, I mean, I saw a lot of people complain about him playing right back to start with. <laughs> well, nothing else what Enrique could do. And that was, for me, the, the best choice from the available players. And then to, to, to be so sloppy uh, after five minutes, what... With a chance that SA, I think it was SA running through created, it should have been sent off. If that were Madrid, if if that were Marcelo, if that were Carval, I'd have been going by me. Yeah, I'd probably took to Twitter as well about it. I know the rules changed about the the triple punishment where you get a player sent off and it's the last man, it's a penalty. I know that were outside the box, but it pulled his shirt and the rule hasn't that, changed for that, so he should rate. have gone. Yeah, that's, the, that's it. The the rule hasn't changed for that. And I saw some people. Trying to say, yeah, it's right decision only to book him because he's last man. But he pulled his shirt. It's the rule hasn't changed for that. It's still a red card if you're pulling someone's shirt. And I know. Do you not? La- do, you not on, do you not? Do you not think Dan, when you look at the tackle, the tackle wasn't that bad in res- no. you know in regards to the way you see some tackles last man when they're taken down. He he yeah. wasn't ta- he wasn't taken out. No, he's not a risk of injury unless he no, lands no, awkwardly. No. But it, it's. It was very silly from him. He got caught inside and he tried making up for it. And let's be honest, you, you feel a bit red. of contact there. Yeah, you, you're good. You, you're going down and you see the player get sent off. So I can't sit here and not, not mention that. But from then, I thought Barca were, were, were pretty good. <laughs> That's pretty good save, especially Neymar. Go he back to... He did. Excuse me. And go back to the PSG second leg and... How everyone, not everyone, sorry, but how people were saying, oh, is this the passing down of the uh, crown from Messi to Neymar, which I didn't believe <laughs> at all. But in that time, Gav, he's not been brilliant as in Neymar. But then this weekend on Sunday, he put in a really, really exceptionally good performance. Not just take away the goals. I just thought his all-round play were really well and. A lot of people only look at the goals, don't they? They don't watch a match and they, no. they see who scored. Oh, he scored two goals. He's had, a, he's had a brilliant game. When that sometimes isn't the case. But you could take away the goals for Neymar this weekend and, and still be singing his praises because I thought he were exceptional. Yeah, he was. He was. Um, it was one of his uh, one of the better games he's had this season. Jack. Yeah. One thing I love about football, Twitter. Uh, I'm fairly latecomer to Twitter. I'm only on it a year, so when people mention the word football, we're, we're all part of this football Twitter. I still kind of question, going, well, where is it? Why isn't he follow? Why isn't he following me? But I get it, and I got it on a Sunday where when Lucas Dina does what he does, you then see 
football Twitter go mental. You have, what's it called? UEFA loan, blah, blah, blah. And then two minutes later, when Nacho does what he does, oh, UEFA Madrid. It's fucking mental, isn't it? I mean, football fans, they're great, but they're twats at the same time. Look, there's Dan, there's myself. Lucas Dini should have been sent off. I mean, I'm sitting there looking at that going, you fucking gobshite. And then when I see the yellow card, it's like, what? I suppose when it comes to football and decisions, you can never be, you can never, uh, how, would you, how, how, how would you call it? From a fan's perspective, it's it's a lottery. You're just waiting for that, you know, two seconds to see what the referee does. It's like, oh, it's a yellow. Yeah, real heart and mouth moment. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, fuck you, Madrid, we're going to win. And then Nacho does that. And I'm like, oh, look, at the, the refs love Madrid. They love Madrid. So, yeah, and they're sitting there going, yeah, man, we just got off the yellow card for a blatant red card decision. It's a short-term memory loss, isn't it? But this is what happens. These football fans are fickle. Except you, except except Atleti fans, you you've you've just had years and years of hurt, man. Like just, <laughs> <laughs> but take look, Jack. Again, we said it last week. We said the week before. Barcelona, they're doing what they have to do. They're doing all they can do. Yeah, they are, and they're quite fortunate that they've had to play. Well, not even just play, but go to Gran Canaria at a time when Las Palmas are so so awful. And it's actually quite sad seeing how bad they've gone um, because everybody, including us on the podcast, all throughout the season up until the last couple of months was raving about them nonstop. And now on the face of it, you know, if someone doesn't really watch a lot of La Liga or only watches the big teams, we kind of look like idiots. And it's, it's, it's so sad to, to see, well, maybe, maybe not sad is the right word, but the, the fall just within the season has been really depressing to watch. Um, and actually, you know, Luis Enrique and Kike Setien are two coaches that aren't going to be at, at these two clubs next season. And they've kind of, the the decision to announce their departures um, before the season ended couldn't have gone any differently. So immediately after Barcelona and uh, well, Luis Enrique announces that he's leaving. Barcelona kind of look re-energized all of a sudden and start playing quite nice football in comparison to what we've seen and put in some really impressive performances. But then the complete opposite has happened at Las Palmas, where ever since Kike Setien has announced that he's leaving and not renewing his contract, it's kind of like everyone else has just collectively given up and are just kind of like, well. We don't really have anything left to give. Probably a lot of those players aren't going to be at the club after the summer. And it, it just, they've, they've basically given up this season, which I hate teams doing because, yeah, okay, you might not have, you know, anything to play for. Um, you're not going to reach the European places. You're not in threat of relegation. You're just kind of in mid table. But imagine if you were a fan of Las Palmas and having to, to endure the, these last few months after every after all of the magic of the the first half of the season to have all of this pain and suffering and hurt unnecessarily but is it, Jack? well yeah, it, I, I think it, it is because it, when you see okay th- this week's a bad example because it was against barcelona 
But against Sporting, against Ibar, against Alaves, against Leganes, they have been dreadful. And that, you know, for the most part, they're teams that they should be beating or at least competing with. And if I if I was a fan of that club, I would be going, I would be livid with the players and the coach because even though they don't have anything to play for in terms of, you know, a cup or the championship or kind of their survival or anything like that, they still have pride to play for, and they still have to, they still have a duty to bring joy to to fans. Well, here's a question for you, Jack. Right. In all your years of watching football, name one team that has entertained you more who been promoted anywhere in any league than Las Palmas have this season. Well, no, there hasn't been one. And it's been it's been a really fun season, but I just can't help but feel that this isn't the way it was supposed to end for them. What about you, Dan? Las Palmas. I mean, Jack, he's spot on there. The, the first half of the season, I mean, a lot of people who watch La Liga actually a lot of people who don't watch La Liga will only watch Barcelona and Real Madrid's usual story you know 9 times out of 10 it's either a Real Madrid or a Barcelona victory I don't like to look at it like that most Real Madrid and Barcelona games they're not boring they're an exhibition of football it's to be enjoyed the majority of the other teams in La Liga is where you get the entertainment and for me this season Sevilla and Las Palmas, especially Las Palmas at home, they've been absolutely breathtaking. I mean, it's just, you're seeing the promoted side do what they do, play how they play. To me, it, it, a for is street football. It's just an absolute joy to behold. Okay, as Jack said, last couple of weeks, months, they've just given up. Is it, is it fair to criticise them? Is it fair to go when you, you know, you should be playing better than that. Or have they just gone, you know what, look, this is the Canary Islands. We're safe for another season. Feck it. I think Jack's right to criticise, mate. I mean, as a as a Basel season ticket holder, I'm used to the season going to the last game just to survive from, uh, from the championship. But this season, we've been safe and we've been similar to Las Palmas in the fact that I'm not saying that the Barza players didn't look bothered. They did, but it just weren't, weren't the same as what it's been when there were something to fight for. And at the end of the day, Spain, there's still high employment levels in, unemployment, sorry, unemployment levels in Spain. But the people there who have bought season tickets and will have been loving the first half of the season watching Las Palmas. And then they're seeing what they've seen recently. And it, it's not fair for the fans. And I always look at it from a fan's point of view because without us, what is football? And, yeah, but Dan, I mean, Dan, come on, look, look, they're 14th. I mean, they came up. You have to assume the objective was just to stay up. But but the survived final season before, I didn't I don't where, where What are you wanting to do as a team? Are you wanting to, to cement your place as a top 10 team? Are you wanting to challenge? And I just feel that if, if that were me, I'd be really pissed off. But not every player. I still think some players have still been putting in the effort from the start, but yeah. You look at someone like like Essay. I, I expected so much more from him coming in January, and he's he's not looked half as bad as I thought somebody would have in his situation. And how it is to him is that down to the players around him? What's not as bothered as much? So he's thinking, well, why should I if, if my teammates are? And and it's a sour one because I've loved them this season. They've been really, really exciting, and you put the you put the game on, and you you don't know what's going to happen. Obviously, if they're away from home, where they're feeling that they're going to lose, and if they're at home, where they're feeling that they're going to win. But 
the, ex- the excitement were there. And there's not many teams in top flight European football who, I could say, in October, November, December time, gave me that excitement watching their matches because, you know, the football they play is high risk but high reward. And they always were entertaining. I might be greedy. I might be greedy and I expect that these teams are going to play as well as they do well throughout the season. But it's, it's just a, a sad one. Same with Sevilla. Same with Sevilla. They, they were brilliant at the start of the season. Now we just don't look half as bothered as, as you'd expect as a as a fan. Hello and welcome to the next edition of Sound of the League. And my name is Gav. As anyone who knows, Gav, Gav is the happy one. Gav sees the best <laughs> in everything. <laughs> when I introduce you to Jack and Dan, they just pick point all the sound. <laughs> well, lads, I'll tell you, one, ge- one game this weekend that had me eye on. But we had Barcelona on. I also had Sporting and Eibar because for me, I wanted Sporting to stay up. An awful, an awful lot of people, journalists, Spanish journalists, have been fairly, what would you say, leaning towards Leganes staying up for the fact that they're, you know, they're a nice club. But for me, they they do play fairly negative football. However, Sporting goes to Diaparua against Eibar who are fairly formidable at home they win 1-0 Guy gets the goal at one stage it looked that this was going down to the last game of the season only for Leganes to pull one back against Athletic Jack, I suppose in the, the overall play of the league, the way it's worked out they do deserve it, don't they Leganes they do yeah, well, I mean, it, I don't know if Leganes deserve to stay up, but I, I definitely agree that Sporting deserve to go down, considering they've been in this position since week nine. Um, have they, Jack? Have they have they the better team on paper? On paper, yeah. But yeah, they do, don't they? The, there's a lot of things that aren't really right at Sporting. Um, so obviously, last season, well, last summer, should I say, and the summer before. No, not last summer, the summer before that, uh, the summer when they'd first come up, they weren't allowed to, to sign any players. They were still under an embargo um, because they um, they owed money to the taxman and also um, there were still settling issues with unpaid wages to players and staff. So that they were placed under a transfer embargo. They couldn't sign anyone. And then once, um, once they survived last season... They really, em- well, Avalado, the obviously the former manager, really emphasised the need to to strengthen and build on this because they they knew that if they were to find themselves in a similar position um, the following season, aka this season, that realistically they wouldn't be able to to survive again because the only reason they survived last season was they got incredibly fortunate to come up against uh, Marcelino's Villarreal. On the last day of the season, and obviously Marcelino is uh, an Asturiano, former Sporting, so we all know how we knew how that was going to go, and they needed Betis to to beat Hatafe as well, which they did, and then they they seem to have built on it. They signed thirteen players in the summer, and then another three in the winter window, including Lasina Traore, who both me and you and I think Dan as well really raved about when he first came because he, he could score them goals but what we've seen is Ruby who's come in and replaced Abelardo has been quite stubborn 
with the way he's he's got sporting to play because they've got this giant up front mm-hmm. and they've still been playing it on the floor. They haven't been yeah. whipping balls into the box. And if they would have been playing more direct, it it probably could have been different. They just seem stubborn from, from the top right the way down to the bottom. And realistically, they they are probably going to struggle in the Segunda next season. Because yeah, I'd agree with that. They, they're they not in the, the best position financially. It's better than it was. And um, I think they're getting, they'll be getting just under 9 million euro in parachute payments, which, okay, for, for the Segunda is a good amount. But there is a lot of things that need to be sorted out at that club. And it's a real shame because they're a historic club and they're a big club in a, in a nice part of the country. And they just haven't really competed. And even against Ibar at the weekend, for the first 20 minutes, half an hour, they, they still didn't really believe that they were even going to take it to the final day, yet alone survive. Which, I mean, obviously they haven't. But... I just found that a bit weird, really. Well, Dan, we have Granada at the bottom. And to be fair, I'm absolutely fucking delighted that bottom. I'm glad that Osasuna overtook them because Osasuna should never have come up in the first place. And they'll go down with their heads held high. They'll still have the vast majority of their squad in, in this to go in the next season. And I'd fully expect them to at least put in some sort of competitive to try and get up. Granada down, good luck to them. Osasuna, Spartan. I'll tell you what I'm, what I'm going to pick on as well. Deportivo's draw to Villarreal was massive. Absolutely massive. Because they don't get that draw. It goes to the last game of the season. It were, and I was so shocked that they, that they managed to get that draw. Cause yeah. Recently, Villarreal were all over them. Villarreal should have fucking destroyed them. Yeah, and, and and they've played well recently as well, mate. It's not as if they've... I know they the lost to Barcelona recently, but they seem to have stepped up last couple of weeks for me. When I'm watching them, I think like the Campbells, they got four in two at one point. So we're getting back to what we expect from VRL and I t- didn't have any hope at all that Depot were going we're gonna to get a point. Same as the way that I didn't expect uh, Sporting to get three. But fair play to them, because... Some teams have been turned over by VRL this season. Yeah, they've, they've put they've put in some cracking performances and got what they've deserved. But this weekend, they didn't get a three points, only one, and it's enough for Depot. But moving forward, what what do you think for Depot for Depot next season? I think they need to be a lot better. I think it can't be any worse, Dan. True, mate. True. Thirty three points are currently on, and I think if if they end up on that next season, depending on who comes up. They could, be, they could be going down they need well, to get more points we said it last week when you think about it um, that result against Barcelona has, has basically saved them yeah Leganes their draws against Barcelona and Atleti have saved them and it's been that type of I don't want to say fight but that type of spirit about them that you know we're up here fuck them we're not going back down and it's easy to see it's easy to pinpoint you know, victories against the teams around them. But when it all boils down to it, Leganes have taken two points off the top three. Deportivo have beaten Barcelona. And it's 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 those results. And that's what bothers me about 
you know, outside fans looking in, fans, fucking <laughs> outside idiots looking in saying, oh, it's, it's, it's always the same. They don't understand that these clubs are only in the league because they're taking points off the top three. Even Las Palmas' draw against Real Madrid, for me, that's when they stopped. After that, game over, they stopped. And it was only a point, but they stopped. It's like, that's it. We've done what we had to do. We're happy. I'm, I'm just looking at the table now, mate, and you, you're talking about the two points, what uh, Leganers get for the draw. Take them away, they're on 32. Sporting have still got a chance to survive going into the last weekend, so it could have yeah. easily... Yeah, they could have... They could have been going down to to the Segunda, but yeah. they've picked up two points where, as you say, the uh, the people that don't watch La Liga who are so quick to judge it. I'd like to tell you differently. And you look uh, at you you look at Depor Depor on twenty three three points ahead of Spartan now because of the head to heads, they can't be overtaken. But that, that three points against Barcelona, if they don't win that, they're down to thirty as well. So. And they also got a draw against Atleti. When Pepe yes. first took over as well, which was crucial. And actually, more broadly, better to a, a place above Leganes. They got a point against Barcelona, a point against Atleti. Yeah, so it's, it's you know, it's unfair to look at these clubs and think that they're only fighting down there amongst themselves when the reality of it is, is that they really aren't. That, you know, they, they've put up to the so called monsters of European football and they've come away with a result. Right, lads? Every part of the week. Well, it seems it's the final round. I'm going to start off. I'm going to take your predictions. I'm going to publish your predictions. I'm going to start with you, Dan. Granada versus Espanol. Who are we going for? Away win. Really? Away win, yeah. Uh, Tony Adams to continue oh, his... Uh, sorry, I was just going to... No, no, no. I'm a little dig at Tony I've Adams. I've Tony Adams. You won't <laughs> I was just going to say Tony Adams to continue his fantastic work from taking the team from 19th down to down to 20th. Pretty <laughs> Jack, do you second those sentiments? Well, I mean, surely he's, he's got to get points at, uh, you know, at least one once with Granada. Uh, no, in all seriousness, I, I, it's going to be an Espanol win. Watch them go and draw this now. No, no, they can't because that would just be wrong. <laughs> well, lads, we've got Sporting versus Betis Saturday at 5 o'clock. Dan, Sporting or Betis? Uh, I'm going to go for either, mate. I'm going to go for a boring draw. Really a draw? What about you, Jack? Um, I don't know because Sporting don't have anything to play for now and Betis are... Uh, Weird, considering they don't have a manager, but then they looked really good against Atleti. Um, is it at the Viramirin? No. Oh, so it's, it's up in Gijon? Yes. Okay, uh, I'm going to go for a draw then. Oh, I'm going to go for a better win. We have Leganes versus Alaves, and surprisingly enough, this I know there's nothing to play for from each of them, but I'd say this is actually one of the more tastier games in the league this week. Jack, what are we looking at? Uh, I'm actually going to go for a Leganes win. Ooh. Dan? Yeah, I'm going to uh, go for a Leganes win as well with Alaves <laughs> focusing on the cup the week after. I'm going to go for a nil-nil draw. 
Fair play. No, he said it was. He said it was going to be one There we've got Depor versus Las Palmas. Damn, what are we looking at here? Uh, I'm gonna go for Depor win. Depor win. Ooh, Jack. Drop. Draw. Las Palmas are gonna win. Well, so so that. The, their end of season record will be Have you one seen away, one away win in the first the first week of the season. What and then their next away win and, and the last weekend of the season. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they bought a shoe check. Yeah, but they kept Vera out. You know, they can dig in. Yeah. Last game of Saturday, Sevilla versus Osasuna. Jack, what are we looking at here? Yeah, Sevilla. Ooh, Dan. Yeah, Sevilla to. Uh... To get a win. Yeah. Absolutely. Sam Pally send off. Now, actually, lovely game. Sunday, we've got Atletico versus Atletic. The fact that it's on at the last game of the season. The, I actually love these games. It's a pity it is when it is. Dan, what do you think? <sighs> Normally, I'd, I'd say an Atletic win, but we have performed last week and then um, leaning towards a draw. Yeah, I'm going for a draw. Draw. Jack? Considering there's only two first team defenders available for Atleti, uh, I'm gonna go for an athletic win. So my Jack, see buddies on the phone. Had the least brace incoming. Valencia versus Villarreal, historic, uh, brilliant clash. What are we looking at here, Jack? Valencia win. That. Game of the weekend for me, mate. Uh, uh, I scoring draw. Yeah, I think both teams are just going to go through it and just leave everything out there. I think Villarreal are going to beat them. And just remind Valencia, who's number one in that neck of the woods. We've got Celta versus La Real. Dan, what are we looking at here? I'm going to go for a La Real win. I think Celta will play a strong team tonight against Real Madrid. And then Real, La Real just come and, come and get all three points of the weekend. Jack. Yeah, I'm going to go for a, a Real Sociedad win as well. I'm going to go for a home win. Celtic. Um, we've got Barcelona versus Eibar. I'm not even going to ask you who's winning here. Well, it's obviously Eibar, isn't it? Do <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Jack? I'm putting that down. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no, it is. Come on, it's no way there's anything other than a Barcelona win. Last game of the season, Eibar... Look, love Oibar, but no. Malaga versus Madrid. Jack. Draw. Oh. Dan, I'm only asking you, you're fucking pessimistic prick. Madrid. <laughs> <laughs> no, I... I York tracks, isn't it? Uh, I don't... I, I, sorry, Dan. It's okay, mate, go on. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I think um, if Madrid are going to drop points, I think it will be against Malaga. Yeah, but two gonna... Jack, but a draw's not enough. <laughs> no, no, but I think, I think they'll still they'll win against Celta and they, they'll yeah, have the luxury of dropping points. Dan, what are we saying? <laughs> Madrid win, mate. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I just, well, then, w- w- with a squad depth, I will, will manage it. Zidane will manage it brilliantly this week, I think, and, mm. and get all six points. Sandro Hattrick okay. incoming. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm going to go for a Malaga win. Ever the optimist. Absolutely, but before we go, one of the biggest games in the league this season happens tonight. We have Celta Vigo versus Real Madrid. Now, Celta Vigo recently have, they should have been in the Europa League final, only for John Gadetti to freeze 
I think that'd be a fair enough statement. They now have a bit of pride to play for. What are we looking at, Dan? We're looking at... Do you know what, Dan? Forget about what's at stake. We're looking at an absolutely cracking game of football here because Celta Vigo at home against the big boys, they turn up every single time. They do, mate. It's well documented how, how poorly Barca do when we're going to Belaidos and, and, and they've had a great season, Celta. I know they've dropped off in the league, but they've picked up some memorable performances and on, along the way some some massive massive wins and one of those was in the Copa del Rey against Real at the Bernabeu and then I think it was 2-2 in the return leg which saw him through so it's got it's got the makings of the of a fantastic game and if the we, we, well we could have been looking at the battle against the two finalists in the two different European Cups in, but Guidetti just managed to yeah. miss the ball yeah I think it's going to be an exciting game I think Celtic are going to be massively up for it. Uh, they'll they'll want to go out on a on a high. I'm just trying to think of their home at the weekend. So yeah, they are. They are. So it's it, so it's ah yeah yeah true. So it's not as if where it's you, the last where home you, game where you said Larry will win. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's getting late, man. It's getting late. What do you think, Jack? Oh, sorry, Dan. I mean, what are we looking at here? You're talking about. There's one thing that annoyed me recently regarding the. Celta at home versus Manchester United. For me, that was one of Celta's poorest performances anywhere this season, especially at home, because they let an awful lot of fans down, fans of La Liga, fans of football who've watched them. They let them down because it was like they froze. They go to Old Trafford and they play, not within themselves, but they play to a slightly lower level than they can play when they're at the Belaidos. We've seen them play Barcelona. We've seen, seen them put Barcelona to the start of the season. We've seen them put Real Madrid to the start of the season. They're out of the Europa League. They've nothing to play for. But I don't think this particular game is a question of, you know, inverted brackets. They've nothing to play for. I think this is almost like a send-off to the fans as if to go, you know what, thanks for the support. Sorry it didn't work out. This is what we're going to do. Yeah, and it's a chance for them to to say that they've bet Real Madrid twice in a season. You know, that they could be saying, look, we've bet the team who's done the double, the Champions League and La Liga double, what twice. What do you mean the Champions League? No. Excuse me. Whoa, 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 whoa. What? what are you saying there? Like, Potentially. Say that again. Potentially, Real Madrid. Yes, But... The Celta fans, it'd be it'd be something to brag about, wouldn't it? You know, I know. If imagine, imagine how <laughs> imagine how Barcelona fans will feel about Celta after this. It's going to be. A scar- I have a scarf now upstairs, ready for it. <laughs> Is that it? Just a scarf, not a shirt as well. Ah, give me a break, Dad. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Uh, no, but it is. Look, are you looking forward to it? I am. I am. I'm. I'm going to be going to be nervous. I'm going to be uh, offered and puffing, and no doubt changing the channel if. For a few minutes, if Madrid take the lead, but I'll put it back on. I'll put it back on, and and I'll enjoy it. First and foremost, I'll enjoy it as a fan of La Liga and a, a fan of Spanish football. It's going to be brilliant. That no matter what happens, the title is going to be decided on the last weekend, and I'm I'm not going to miss out on a chance to take a dig at another league, which again has finished early. 
like he did last oh, season. Oh, but... I mean, I mean, Jesus, I mean, like, what league finishes early? I mean, was the last time La Liga finished early? 2010, was it? Well, I'm just thinking the last four, three out of the last four has gone down to the last weekend. <clears throat> and then the one what didn't, that was the penultimate weekend where Barca won uh, at Atletico. So it's just brilliant for Spanish football that we've got this midweek game and it should be a cracker high scoring game, but and it's a but I can see Real Madrid coming away with a point. At, at least. A point at least. Yeah, that Jack I'm come on to you can't be fucking. <laughs> I'm out, I'll meet myself again. I'll just uh, I'll just well, look, back. Jack, Jack, being an Atleti fan and I think it was three years ago you had this experience where you went into, you know, one of the games near the end of the season where you potentially could win something. What are you seeing in this particular game? I don't know. I I really don't. I, Salta are going to go out and they're going to play. They they will treat it like this is going to be one final push for the season. Well, would you agree, Jack, that this we're not going to see Celta v Man United in no. below us. We're going to see Celta v Real Madrid in the Copa del Rey. Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of farewells to the fans for, for this season and whatnot, could also potentially be a, a farewell to Barizzo as well. A lot of rumours that he could be off in the summer to Sevilla. So I think, well, I expect them to, to come out and play and give nothing less than 100% and be kind of the typical shelter that we know partly to make up for the lacklustre Europa League semi-final tie against Man United, but also to just for this one final game. You know, Zidane for the past few weeks has constantly been saying there's five finals to go, four finals to go, three finals to go. But I think in Salter's case, there really is just this one final to go. Forget forget the game at the weekend against La Real. But to have... This is it. Yeah, this, this, is this is it. Is it. it. This is... Now that they're out of the, the Europa League, this is their season now. So what are we saying, Jack? I think they'll they'll really make life difficult for, for Madrid. So what are we saying, Jack? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I still think Madrid are gonna win. But I think I think they will I think, No 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 wait, wait, wait. I think they'll they'll concede and it'll be a late goal to to win it for Madrid. Just just to add to the heartbreak. I'm going to go out on a tangent and say Celta Vigo are going to beat Real Madrid 3-2. And if they don't, I'll just go wherever. But if they do, I'll let you all know that was right. <laughs> well, lads. Are there, um, are there any more predictions? Dan, your prediction. For this game? Oh, I said that Madrid at least a point. But I can't decide if it's going to be just one or all three. Uh, oh, well, geez, that nar- that you know what? Geez, that, narrows, <laughs> that narrows it down. It does. It takes one of the results out of the way. Uh, Ramos winner in 85th minute. Fucking be typical, wouldn't it? There you go, Madrid win. <laughs> Sorry, pal. Don't worry about it, Chief. But lads, look, we've had... That's the penultimate round of La Liga. Next week, we will have... The final round of La Liga, where we will look back at the final round. We'll also have another pod where we'll be doing our own best of and worst of of the season. 
And finally, we have something pretty special. As soon as Dan pretends not to be a teacher, <laughs> where we will, <laughs> where we will be doing a pretty special retro podcast regarding a certain team from a certain time in a certain season that was pretty damn memorable. Until then, we well, talked to you then. Have we got? Oh, hold on, lads. <laughs> <laughs> have we got time just for for this? Has got to be the tweet of the week, right? I, I think mm-hmm. you guys will like this. So earlier today, well, obviously when Hammers was subbed off off at the weekend, he took quite a while to to leave the pitch and made it quite clear that he was applauding all sides of the Bernabeu. So a lot of papers have been reporting that he's he's going to be sold in the summer, which, let's face it, probably is the case. And a lot of those reports have been linking him to Man United. Mm -hmm. I've just found this tweet from this morning where a particular um, Manchester United fan account that's fairly well known, it has um, over 70,000 followers, tweeted, James Rodriguez signing for United could be another big blow to youth development under Jose Mourinho. Andres Pereira is simply a better player. Oh. Ooh. And yes, <laughs> that is Andre Pereira who has looked mediocre at best in a team that is now officially the worst in La Liga. Well, I also could mirror that and state that uh, Paddy Power, Paddy, if you're listening, if you want exposure, just DM me. We can sort out some sort of, you know, sponsorship deal. But (laughs) Paddy Power have actually stated that Hammer's going to Man United is the end of his career. We've also seen Skybet cancelling all bets on James Rodriguez going to Man United and I'm actually going to stick my neck out here and state he will not go to Man United if anybody wants to put a fiver on me with that I, I, th- I think he goes to Inter Jack Deja fiver <laughs> well lads as always it's been a pleasure next week as stated we have last weekend of the season best and worst of pods and we'll have a retro pod until then Jack Dan as always See you then.